That was a nice visit. Until Gene farted. It wasn't me. It was a cemetery ghost. It was me. Yeah, we're locked in. He did say he was going to do that, and then I guess he did it. Good for him for following through. So, uh, what do we do? I don't know. Maybe we... Oh, your mom's already climbing the fence. Let's get the hell out of here! Come on, come on! Uh, coming. Ugh, first boobing and now climbing a cemetery fence? Is this the best night ever? Ah, my snow pants. Well, no more wedgie, I guess. Wait, I'm not sure if I could climb this without a boost. Ghost boost? Who are you going to call? Ghost boosters! Oh, God, I'm getting the car. What you are about to hear is a labor of love. Our love is for the music, and the music is for the people. We at Rock Strikes 10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, and or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels, or hopefully by the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. All right, it is now time for part four of four. We're into our top 10 right now of the top 40 albums of the year 2022, this past year right here. Let's get it done. I hope you enjoy this episode. These are the 10 records you medically have to buy. I'd say the top 20 of this countdown are definitely must-owns, but if you have to whittle it down to 10, these are the 10 best for my money. So coming in here at number 10, an album that came out on March 11th of 2022, just a couple of days before my birthday. This album was produced by notable pop producer Klaas Alon who uh, you find credits of his throughout the career of people like Robin and Kesha. But it makes total sense because being a notable and award-winning Swedish pop producer, it makes sense here, working with Ghost. And he's worked with Ghost before here. He had produced Meliora before this and is the producer of the latest Ghost record, Impera. I really liked Impera. I think I actually liked Impera just a bit more than the previous album Prequel, but it's kind of neck and neck right now not sure that they both are kind of brother sister albums they're in the same style pocket for sure so they go well together so no complaints for me really for the most part i said just a bit longer and a bit stronger this one of course being led by papa emeritus the fourth even though the cat's out of the bag i still like going with the bit but yeah i i appreciate and i like that ghost has become an arena act at this point it's all i ever wanted for him they belong to the world now but here's the thing, they consistently show up pretty much, I think, in every top 10. Every year they've put a record out, I think they've made my top 10. So just coming in here at number 10, not any kind of shoehorning in just to keep them in there, but I do like this record quite a bit. 
And there was a lot of ways I could go with picking a song right here. I, one of the obvious ones, I mean, I played Hunter's Moon last year because it was brand new last year for the Halloween soundtrack. And I really did Call Me Little Sunshine. Actually, I try not to listen to the new songs before the album comes out, but I did hear that one. I'm like, oh man, that one's really good. But I'm going to go with this one right here. I think this one represents the album the best. And as luck would have it, it's actually the second song on the album but it's the it's the actual kickoff track because as ghost likes to do there's always an intro piece so right after the intro piece they go slamming into this one right here and this one kind of shocked even me i was kind of taken aback by i was like wow that's uh that's pretty different especially from where they started but i dig it man so here you go to kick off this top 10 and this episode in general this one is kaiserian
spoken that echoes through the times It's the smell of the burning temple swept away by lies It's the truth of candor shown through a prism of deceit It's the kindness of bishops with their choir boys on sweet It's the tongue of the adulation that licks to no avail It's the noise of the righteous dogma Coming in number 10 on our top 40 albums of 2022 countdown and kicking off the show here today, that was Ghost with Kaiserion from Impera. Coming in at number 9 right here, another band from overseas that I just love. I love this band. As long as I've been a music fan, I think I've been a fan of this band. And they're just on the cusp of hitting number 20 on their overall studio albums discography, but they're at number 19 right now. So I have all the faith in the world that we will get a 20th album out of them. But yes, the Scorpions! Yes, their 19th album came out on February 25th of this last year, co-produced by the band and Hans Martin Buff. The album is called Rock Believer. This is one of those I've been listening to it for most of the year, and I've always enjoyed it with every listen, so I had a feeling it was going to wind up in the top 10. I just wasn't sure where, but number 9 seems right for this list. And also one of the better shows I saw last year for sure. Just got this crazy thing that fell into my lap where I didn't have tickets the day of the show. And then all of a sudden I did have tickets. And then all of a sudden we were actually meeting the band and everything. It it was crazy. A brief meeting, but it was still cool. I got to freaking be in the same room with the Scorpions. That's awesome. And then got to be in an even bigger room with them playing on stage. We had like second row. It was ridiculous. We were in front of the catwalk it was it was absolutely ridiculous this is nothing that happens to either me or nola on a regular basis i I felt like eddie murphy in trading places like this is the kind of stuff that happens to me all the time but no this was just like wow it's just deer in the headlights kind of thing and just rocking out at the show and it was great man those guys are just one of the best live bands in the history of rock and roll and it was pure joy that night and they played a good healthy amount of the new album, which I thought was awesome because it is a strong album. So I was happy to hear these songs because I've seen them so many times. So, you know, they throw in some unique songs that makes it all the better for me. And much like when they were out for Sting in the Tail, it was that kind of thing. It's like they knew this album was good, so they leaned on it. And this is definitely my favorite since Sting in the Tail. I liked Return to Forever all right, but I like Sting in the Tail better. And I like this album on par with that. So, yeah, there you have it. I was struggling to pick the song once again. Is any of these songs in the top 10 from any of these albums? It was tough to pick a song, but I'll just go with an obvious one right here. We're going to go with the title track because I just appreciate the sentiment of it. Some people might think it's corny, but I love it. 
And as we took the photo, I was trying to think of what to say to them. I just wanted to say something to where I just could say, I appreciate you guys. And I didn't want to be that asshole. It's like, oh, I saw you guys in 84, you know, and I'm jealous of those guys. Don't get me wrong. But I was like, yeah, what am I going to say? You guys rule. You guys rock. Everybody says that. So walking out the room and I just kind of looked back at them. I just like, hey, guys. I'm a rock believer. And they were just like, yeah, you know, just, you got that great reaction and the, the fists in the air and a sol- sign of solidarity. And I was like, I mean, no one probably says that to them, to their face. So I was like, ah, that's what I did. So yes, I am forever a rock believer. And so is this. Here's the Scorpions. Just like you Scream, scream, scream I'm 
I got to think, if you just heard that song and you're hearing my voice right now, that you are a lifelong, or at least as of now, a current and permanent rock believer. So say it with me in solidarity. I'm a rock believer. Yes, that was the Scorpions, the mighty, great, iconic Scorpions. The title track from their latest album go get that record it is a lot of fun and by god if you've never seen them live you gotta go it's uh, i've constantly been in the nosebleeds for every time i've ever seen them and of course this latest time was the best time i've seen them but even if you're just in the back of the building you're gonna have a great time with those guys so yes scorpions forever for life all right now coming in here at number eight we definitely have a debut here and I, I got to dig into this band a lot more because I swear I think I was recommended this band. And I, I think it, it was out of the comments section from like the Haunt fan page or something like that. So just simple enough when you see people going, hey, what are you listening to right now? What are you listening to? And I, I like that. That's when you get into the good side of the internet. And someone named this band, which I'd never heard of before. And I would swear, I was like, oh, this is like a new death metal band, just judging by their name. But I jotted it down because I'm always trying to find something new out there. And that's how you actively pursue things as a rock fan and, and a rock believer. But wow, I heard this and I didn't know what to expect. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I just kept listening to it. And I was like, man, this one's good. This might be contending. And then by the time it was over, I'm like, there's no way this album is not going to be in the top 10. And I was right. So this is a band from Long Island, New York. They're called Moontooth. Yes, Moontooth, two words. And they have an album with, with a weird title. It's called Phototroph. And I believe that's how you pronounce it. I'm bad at this sometimes. Yeah, Phototroph, Photo, T-R-O-P-H. I'm assuming that's how you say it. I, I went to junior college, and I have a degree in producing. So there you have it. So yes, Moontooth, their latest album, Phototroph. Trying to describe this band as tough. I even said, they, I feel like there's some heavy metal soul going on in here. So like some the catchier side of like 24 seven spies or seven dust or something like that. And seven dust is probably a good one. If you're a fan of those guys, you're probably going to like this band. They're a little more pop oriented and they definitely have some R and B and soul influence. So I, I just don't know. I'd love to sit down with these guys and find out what their influences are. Cause I can't really tell by listening to it, but they've got good taste, whatever it is, they've got good taste. And it's a band where it, the, the modernisms of it is where I can listen to the album and say, this should be on the radio 1000% and not by shitty newer standards. Like they could get on the radio and almost maybe change things. And I, I truly feel that way, but we'll see what happens down the road. I hope I'm right. I hope I can be like, man, I fucking broke these guys on podcasts. And, and I'm probably not even right about that, but I'd like to think that this could happen down the road and they're pretty young so man they can only go up from here so get into them moon tooth i'm gonna go see how many records they have literally after i finish recording this show so is that a good enough endorsement and i'm gonna go with the closing track on the record because this is one of those anytime you get that really good closing track like you don't even know where you're at on the record but you hear it and you go this is the closer you can't go anywhere else after this song and I was right, and I was like, perfect closer. Got to play it on the show. So this is the title track from Phototroph. This is Moontooth. Turn this one up. I dig it. And hopefully you will too.
the shadows I'd seen Only meant to reveal That the light was Right behind me The whole time Yeah, was the voice I didn't speak But say it so Not to be disparaging in any kind of way to this particular person, because I, I like this guy quite a bit, but I'm not quite there with him yet. But man, if let's say somebody like a Wolfgang Van Halen had put out an album that sounded like this Moontooth album, Phototroph, people immediately would have been like, 10 million records, give him the Grammys, he's the new king. I feel like that's what he should sound like almost at this point. That, that's a terrible thing to say, but... Like, this is the kind of sound that I feel should be representing modern rock and roll right now. So hopefully at some point in the future, I will be right about this. But yes, that was Moontooth with the title track from Phototroph. Go check out that record and get into the rest of their stuff. I will be doing the same thing. And coming in here at number seven, a former Rock Strikes 10 album of the year winner. And it's like, I almost started listening to this record going, well, that's a tough mountain to stay on top of. Can they repeat on their newest album? And they did not, but it's pretty damn good. It's like the, the other one was a nine and a half or a 10 and this one's a nine and that's fine. So it's hard to beat that house of noise record, but massive wagons Staying in the top 10 is, is a feat onto its own, in my opinion. And this album, Triggered, their latest album, is definitely still massively worth your time. So yes, and, and if you missed out on House of Noise from a few years ago, go do yourself a damn favor for sure. And maybe even listen to this one first, I don't know. But I, I did like Triggered, and it was a fun listen. Great musically. I have nothing bad to say about this band at all. They are a damn near perfect band. So get into some massive wagons. They're a UK band. They're on Earache. You can find these records pretty easily. So definitely go do your record collection a favor and put some massive wagons inside of it. Here is my current favorite song off of the album Triggered. This one is called Please Stay Calm. I'm t- 
Any band that'll put the phrase footlong sub with extra cheese in like the opening verse of a song is, is a band after my own heart for sure. But yes, Massive Wagons with Please Stay Calm off of their latest album, Triggered. Good stuff right there. The good dudes, get into them. Okay, here's a band that I've made a slow journey into getting into these guys. Yeah, still relatively young, you know, Massive Wagons. That was their sixth full-length album, and this is this band's seventh full-length album. So I like the fact that there's not a lot of massively vetted bands here in the top ten. It's a nice change of pace. This band coming in here at number six, I initially started to enjoy them slowly. It had to do with a lot of the cover songs that they did. They've done a Black Sabbath EP with all Black Sabbath covers called Bat Sabbath. And they, about, I guess, almost a decade ago at this point, they did a really fun cover of the Beastie Boys Sabotage with a really funny video to boot that you should go look up. And I've never had that full-length experience with them where it's like, okay, this is like a favorite album of the year. But man, I had a breakthrough with them this last year in 2022 with the Cancer Bats. Like I said, their seventh studio album, this is called Psychic Jailbreak. And if you like all the elements of loud, aggressive rock, if you like hardcore or punk or metal, if you like any of those things, I feel like you're really going to dig the Cancer Bats. This is a good album to start with, honestly. This is the first one that really made me a fan, and I will be pursuing the stuff that I missed out on and following them for the future. So I know they do pretty well in their native land. I, I hope they finally get some success going here in the States as well. Not that it's mandatory, but it would be nice. We need that for a handful of Canadian bands that normally pop up on these countdowns here. But yes, if my words don't convince you, then let's just let the music do the talking right here. The opening track off of Psychic Jailbreak. Get ready. I don't know if you are, though, but this one's called Radiate.
right. That was the Cancer Bats there with Radiate off of their brand new record, Psychic Jailbreak. Go listen to that one right there. That'll blow your speakers out. I gotta say, as I referenced uh, pro wrestling a few times in the last few episodes, if I was putting together a wrestling show, I would definitely put the Cancer Bats on contract to write me some theme songs because that's about what the tone is nowadays. And that's a good thing. So, yes, check out some Cancer Bats. And with that, we are going to get into the top five now, the big five here on the top 40 albums of 2022 here on Rock Strikes 10. And as no surprise here, if you've been paying attention on the bigger releases of the year, this band right here who has been on multiple charts that I have made, and they are back. The comeback of the year belongs to the Helicopters, their reunion album here called The Eyes of Oblivion. And it's weird. I was looking this up. Apparently, this is their eighth full-length studio album. That's ridiculous because they got so much more material than eight albums would suggest. But this is their eighth full-length. There's so many rarities albums, EPs, singles, live albums. It's a lot of stuff to be had on the helicopters. And if you don't have anything by them, you got to get started on that. Why not? Go backwards. Eyes of Oblivion is quite a good record. Strong enough here for number five. It's, I've, Helicopters, one of my favorite bands of all time. And I should have been missing them on principle, but I think it's one of those things where I never would have had a chance to really see them live or anything. So I guess I, I've been enjoying the albums that Nick Anderson have been putting out with Imperial State Electric and Dragon's been on fire with Backyard Baby stuff lately. So I wasn't like screaming for the Helicopters to get back together. I hope actually we get more albums from some of those other bands but at the same time i am still happy for the helicopters to be back because rock and roll is always going to be in a better state with them around actively putting out stuff so yeah it's just one of those swedish bands rock and roll for the sake of rock and roll if you grew up on great classic rock bands whether it was sabbath or kiss or acdc or the stooges then you're gonna be a helicopters fan that's what makes them great so yes, from the eyes of oblivion, I'm going to play this one right here. I think this is also the kickoff track on the record, if I'm not mistaken, and the launch single. So let's just have it. This is Reap a Hurricane. <laughs>
Ah, it's so refreshing to once again hear those staccato piano chords coming through with the loud blazing guitars and drums of the helicopters. It just feels so right, and I love that. So yes, that was Reaper Hurricane by the helicopters from the number five record of the year, The Eyes of Oblivion. Where to go from there? Well, let's try number four right here. Sticking in the vicinity of the map of the world right there. Finland's greatest frontman of all time and one of my absolute favorite rock people in the history of ever, Michael Monroe. No surprise here that he would show up this high on the countdown. Michael's on his 10th solo album, not counting any kind of band projects. The 10th album he's done on his own as a solo artist in a sense. And I believe everybody from his last few records are all back here on this one. Steve Connie for sure, co-writing a lot of the songs, playing guitar. Rich Jones, Carl Rockfist, and of course the great Sammy Yaffa, also ex-Hanoi Rocks right there. And Michael Monroe has always made some of my favorite albums of all time. This year in 2022 being no exception. This latest one's called I Live Too Fast to Die Young. And I was kind of lamenting to someone recently... If I grew up with anybody that had any instance of Michael Monroe on a record, you knew it was going to be a Guns N' Roses album, like one of the Illusion albums or Spaghetti Incident, or or God forbid the Conehead soundtrack. But it's sad that those things didn't translate into any kind of extra success in the States for Michael. But whatever, it's fine. If you're going to be stupid about your music selection, so be it. Fuck all y'all. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Come back, come back. I was just kidding. But, man, Michael Monroe, just some of the great rock and roll albums of all time. And, by the way, speaking of guns, Slash actually turns up here on this record and does a guest solo spot on the title track. But I'm actually not going to play that one, even though that is a favorite on the record. There's so many favorites on this record. But I will go with this one right here. This one I really dug. I believe it kicks off side two of the record. So turn it up for the great Michael Monroe and his awesome band. This is Can't Stop Falling Apart.
Coming in here at number four, that was Michael Monroe from his latest album, I Live Too Fast to Die Young. That song was Can't Stop Falling Apart. What a great rock and roll album that is. Go listen to it. Go listen to all of his previous nine solo albums as well. They're all great. And he's just been on fire lately. So thank thank you for the great music, Michael. We move over here to number three with the last of two acts from the United States. We started there with Moontooth, and the second of two is this band right here, Haunt, Fresno, California's finest right here, the great Trevor Church, who seemingly just does all of this music somehow on his own at his house. And you want to talk about prolific, boy. Man, this guy has been on fucking fire since 2018. Let's see. Let's look at the count here. I got to pull up the wiki windows here, and I'm assuming these are spot on. Two comps, two splits, three singles, two EPs, and what is now his sixth full-length original studio album under the name Haunt. So that's been since 2018. All those things have happened. This guy is killing it. A year has not gone by where there's not been at least a new full-length studio album. This year, it was an album called The Windows of Your Heart. And I love how just massively, romantically old-school metal Haunt is. And that's obviously the main reason that I love them. But they check off every box for the most part. It's, I was just, I think I've said this before on my show, my previous full-time job still around records and i saw these two records come in and it was their first two burst into flame and if icarus could fly i bought those albums blind just based off of what they looked like and i had that moment that some of us do sometimes where later on i was like oh shit i've already been told about this band i should have been on them already but i it was that moment where i was like i'm still gonna buy these just because of what they look like and that is absolutely what i call the iron maiden slash dio effect where I'm sure a lot of people bought those albums just based off of what they look like, even if they hadn't heard a word off of it. So that is classic heavy metal right there. So Haunt, Trevor, totally gets it right there, and has not let up on any kind of quality, showing no signs of slowing down. I don't know how he does it, especially juggling a family and this. Man, I'm always going to be supporting this guy. And now I think he's pretty much 100% independent now. So all the more reason to go support the guy. Get online, follow his stuff, and when he makes a drop, you buy that shit. Because as of right now, I mean, there's no way it's not going to be worth it for you. Making damn near perfect metal albums. With that pop sensibility that's so key, and I say that a lot, but the guy can write a song. And not that I or my better half are the be-all, end-all barometer here, but I'm going off of our opinions. I'll put on a hot record cold and she'll be like man this is good what who is this like it's always been that kind of thing so like that tells me a lot because she is not so much into the heavy metal so he does have those songs to back up this kind of just epic heaviness so i I could go on all day about haunt they're great go get their shit check out this new one windows of your heart number three right here on the list and that is high praise so going to play my current favorite right here which there's a lot of closing tracks on this countdown but i like that if you can maintain my attention span throughout a record and have a perfect closer then home run my friend another way you're just doing it better than most so the closing track off of windows of your heart this is defender (laughs) 
Yeah, the last couple of albums. I don't know if it's always been there, but I've noticed on the last couple of hot records that the keyboard has been kind of inching its way into the overall sound and mix. But that's okay. I'm not against it. And if you are legit heavy and you are legit awesome in the genre, like a Dio is a good example, you can bring keyboards in there and nobody will blink if you're that good. And Haunt is that good. So thank you once again, Mr. Trevor Church, for this great music. Go follow some Haunt. Go support their stuff. Go to Bandcamp and buy it. That's a good way to support. They get better royalty rates off that. He even said so. So go to Bandcamp and check out some Haunt. It's got all the singles and full links and all that stuff on there. Another band you should look up on Bandcamp is our number two band, going back to London for this one right here. I I don't do that negativity thing. I just try to kind of be cheeky about it, if I could use a British term. And when I see like these classic rock magazines of the world or whatever, there's a lot of UK groups that I follow and just post on there. And anybody that's looking for new bands, I'm like, I don't understand. You guys set the tone for cool throughout most of the history of rock and roll. And you've yet to support one of your own in a massive way. And you are missing the fuck out. So the fact that these guys haven't gone just global due to their supreme awesomeness is far beyond me. But I'm ready for this band to take over the world, goddammit. And if I have a say about it, it's going to happen. We are a small army because this band's only a power trio. And I only know like myself and Pete and a few other guys that are on this band. But yes, the band is called Puppy. If you checked out my often referenced top 100 albums of that last decade... Puppy made a giant splash real, real high on the list with their debut album, The Goat. That is one of the best damn rock albums I've ever heard. Wow. Uh, th- let's just say they're actually just metal, but like they are much like Haunt. Heavy, heavy, heavy with great song sensibility. Their shit's catchy. It's fun to listen to. And you could tell they listened to all sorts of different types of extreme music. You could tell they were grunge fans. You could tell they're hardcore fans. They probably like a little glam. It's just a little bit of everything, but they they just nail it. They're so good. This power trio right here, I'm going to name them off since there's only three of them. You got singer-guitarist Jock Norton. You got bassist Will Michael, and the drummer's name is Billy Howard Price. Once again, the band is called Puppy. They're on their second album here, and fittingly, they come in at number two here on the list. The album is called Pure Evil. And I'm just going to, I'm going to be a bio hype man for him. I'll just let their music do the talking from this point on. So listen to a song like this and tell me this band doesn't freaking rule. So here's Puppy from Pure Evil. And this song is called And Watched It Glow.
Oh man, I I really went on and on about this band and how great they are. And I gotta say that main riff in the main verses that is too good. Like it seems so simple, but it just rules. Like bending that note and going into the next key. I don't know if I've ever heard a song do that. Have any of y'all heard a song do that? I, I man, if you have, let me know. I'd love to hear that song. But yeah, that was and watched it glow by Puppy off of their latest album, Pure Evil. By God, they've got these two records that are damn near perfect, and you need to go listen to them right after this episode. I've got one more song to play for you and one more album to talk about. I Full confession, say this, I have no reason to lie to you. you I have very few listeners and very few friends of the show, and I, I struggled to get this list done before the end of the year. The goal was to have it recorded and, and out, you know, for the beginning of the year, and I missed it by a few weeks, but I definitely locked in the points before the ball dropped on this new year. And I did a couple of passes on this record. I initially didn't even listen to it when it came out. Not that I didn't want to listen to it. I was like, oh, I'll get around to it. And I heard people kind of going on about it. I'm like, okay, you know, I mean, it's kind of about what happens whenever this guy puts a record out. And I'm not trying to sound like too cynical, but I will say I've been decently down on this guy's catalog. Not not that I haven't enjoyed the records, but for me, I just I would never say that this person doesn't deserve iconic status because absolutely 100 percent does deserve iconic status. But I feel like the solo catalog have been decently coasting over the better half of 30 years for sure. So the fact that this guy pulled my favorite album of the year is shocking in a sense. Once again, that's not me trying to talk shit about this artist. But I was the last person that might have been expecting to award the best album of 2022 to Sir John Michael Osborne, of course better known as Ozzy Osborne, the Prince of Darkness, the icon. So yeah, let's unpack what I just said there. I... I'm a big Ozzy fan. I've seen him live multiple times. I've seen him with and without Sabbath. I've always said those first six Sabbath albums are absolutely untouchable. Ozzy's first, I'll say first three solo albums are definitely untouchable. But as far as like perfect albums go for Ozzy, I don't think he's put out a perfect album since Bark at the Moon. I've liked all of those albums for the most part about three quarters all the way. And that's been fairly consistent. I, I, For nostalgic reasons, I definitely love Ultimate Sin and No Rest for the Wicked quite a bit. But ever since No More Tears, I've been just kind of like three quarters good. Like down the board, uh, with some exceptions that are actually a little lower. Not big on Down to Earth. Not that big on Black Rain. They have their moments for sure. I like to scream quite a bit. And I actually probably liked Ordinary Man more than most people, but I was still in that, eh, it's about three quarters good. It's getting there, though. I think Ordinary Man might have been around an 80 or 85 for me. And I noticed, that, like, hey, bringing in fresh blood like an Andrew Watt to produce him, and they brought in what is now known kind of as the core Andrew Watt band, which is Andrew on guitar, Duff McKagan on bass, and Chad Smith on drums. But the fact that they went in for this approach on Ordinary Man, where they supposedly knock it out in less than a week, basically. It gets written really quick, and it gets recorded, like, super quick. And that's the way that you used to do it back in the day. 
First Sabbath album, two hours. Second Sabbath album, one day. I mean, like, these are classic albums that... So why spend more than that time recording it? You know, do it organically. Do it with that sense of urgency. I think it makes for better albums. And for the most part, that is the case. So I like the fact that they knocked out Ordinary Man that way. And I think it was a step up from what he had been doing for a long time. So I was just expecting, honestly, to this be a sequel to Ordinary Man, and I would like 80 to 85% like this record. That's exactly what I expected walking into this new album. But this album, man, Patient Number 9, whew. I almost tried to explain it away in my brain, like, oh, I just listened to this album when I was having a bad day, and I just really needed to have that primal scream thing. But, man, I took this album on two more additional walks, and... I still couldn't find anything wrong with it, in my opinion. Like, no half points on any of them. And what I did with it, and I swear I did it this way, when I initially listened to this album, I listened to it cold. As in, I didn't look at the liner notes. I just put the headphones on and I disappeared into this record. I went out walking, which is how I've constantly said that's how I rate records, and that's the best time to do it, or if you're sitting in a chair with the headphones on. But I put on this record and... Not knowing who any of the guests were or anything. Not knowing anything other than the core band. Not knowing who's playing on it. I guessed a few, and I was actually right on this. I caught Zach more often than anybody else. Like, Zach plays on a good amount of this, a handful of songs. But I always recognize his playing. But at the same time, I'm like, those are some of the best Zach solos I've ever heard. So there's just something about this record for me. And I tried to be critical on it. I even tried to do that thing. This isn't a 100-pointer. There's no way. But it is. I think it is. So that's how I feel about it. So it sounds weird to me saying that I was trying to almost disqualify it out of the number one spot. And I I really wasn't because on principle, it's like, yeah, I want to reward Ozzy. Ozzy's the man. He's been around forever. Who knows how many records he has in him and and that kind of thing. But uh, I couldn't find anything. And I'll talk shit on some Ozzy records. I got a little bit of heat for saying that No More Tears isn't as great as everybody thinks it is. Hey, that's my opinion. I I like Osmosis more. I I get shit for that. Fine. We're, We're all entitled, right? But as it stands right here, I'll go on record saying that Patient Number 9 is better than anything he's done in the last 40 years. After Bark at the Moon, it's his best solo album. So, After, of course, Blizzard, Diary, and Bark at the Moon, I think this is his best solo album. What do you think of that? You'll let me know what you think of it. Trust me, I'm sure you will. And great, bring it on. But there you have it. Number one album of the year belongs to Ozzy Osbourne. And another, the other principle that I almost didn't want to give this number one to, because it's one of those albums that even if you're only half kidding right now, as a rock fan, if you're only half paying attention, you obviously know about this record. So a lot of people bought this record, and these are people that don't buy new records and seek out new bands normally. So I'm just like, oh, you motherfuckers. So even if you're only half paying attention, you stumbled into the best album of the year. So you know what? Big up yourselves. but i can't hate because it's a damn good record man i i kind of almost hope that they threw down on another record to this effect at the same exact time and hopefully there'll be another equally great one coming out so hats off to you oz man and i would definitely shake andrew watt's hand and give him a big hug for being a big part of a creative resurgence here for ozzy in my opinion Can I go on? Sure, I can go on. Look at the guests on here. Tony Iommi plays on a couple of tracks. Why not have Tony play with Ozzy? It only makes sense, right? Like I said, Zach Wilde's all over this. 
You got your Seattle connection here, Duff McKagan, Mike McCready, some of the last songs that Taylor Hawkins ever played on on this record. Uh, freaking Chris Cheney from Jane's Addiction, he's on here. Josh Hame's on here. Freaking David Campbell, I saw his name in the credits. That's Beck's dad, and he also was the conductor on the Kiss Symphony show. Yeah, there's a little fun fact for you. Yes, Clapton is on here, and Clapton didn't even ruin his song that he played on, so that's a miracle for me. But I gotta say, that first cold listen, and I heard the sixth song on the record, and I was like, not only is that the best song I've heard on the record so far, that's the best guitar solo I've heard on this record. And I absolutely said that hand on my record collection. I said it the first time I listened to it, then afterwards I looked on it and I was like, I need to know who played guitar on that record. And it was freaking Jeff Beck. More on that later. But yeah, looking up here, it says Jeff played two solos on the record. The opening track, the title track, Patient Number 9, and this one right here to close off the show and to represent this album. This song is called A Thousand Shades. <laughs>
closing off the show here today and closing off our top 40 albums countdown of 2022 with the number one album right there belonging to the Oz man, Ozzy Osbourne, his album Patient Number 9. You have no excuse to get that record now. Now that I put it at number one on my list, now it's a must. I mean, you see it like in every store you go to, right? So now when you see it on the shelf, you got to buy it. Simple as that. Yeah, I know it sounds like I'm making this up, but I swear I heard that song cold. I had no idea that was Jeff Beck on the album. Like I said, I knew Clapton had played on it, but no one was really talking about Jeff Beck as much. And I, I found an article a few weeks ago. Ozzy was like, we tried to get Jimmy Page to come down. He could have pulled all three Yardbirds on there. Didn't happen. It wasn't in the cards. Maybe next time, though, right? We can leave Clapton at home. It's fine. No, all kidding aside, man, I, I think this record is great. It's going to go down as one of his great albums of all time. And I mean that. And Andrew Watt is going to wind up being Ozzy's Rick Rubin. You know what I mean by that. So the same thing that Rubin did for Cash in the last act of his career, Andrew Watt will absolutely do the same thing for Ozzy when it's all said and done. All right, that's going to do it here for this episode and this massive four-parter, I guess eight-parter. We dived into a lot of music from 2022. I actually missed a few odds and ends, so I'll make up for it next time I do odds and ends. So we'll officially kick off 2023 with some old songs. <laughs> but yeah, and of course, we've got big things doing here on the show. A more structured year for me. I'm going to do better with my planning so I don't have to do these freaking marathon shows by the end of the year. Uh, help me. But yes, no, I'm already, I've already got things moving and grooving. Already working on the best of 1973. That's going to happen. We're going to do 73, 83, 93, and 03. Guaranteed. And along the way, I'll be doing a lot more current music. So we'll be getting even more odds and ends from this brand new year of 2023. If you know of those things, if you see an odd and end out there, then, then let me know about it just in case I miss it. But I'm going to do my part. I follow along all the artists online and stuff like that. So, But I can't see it all. I can't hear it all. So please, by all means, you hear something you dig, PM me. Consideration and nominations always accepted. But an extra special thanks to all the real, real friends of the show that consistently listen and interact. I, I love all of you. I appreciate all of you. And if this is your first time tuning in, just happened upon these best albums lists, then welcome. Let me know you're here. I'm going to get going and get started on this new year finally. I feel like now it is officially 2023 or 2023, but I like saying 2023, which is why I've been saying it this way. But yeah, I'm going to get started on this new year. And I feel good. I hope you're all doing well out there. And I'll see you on the next episode. Till then, stay tuned for my better half, Nola. The very patient and accepting better half, Nola, right there. With the plugs, followed by the best damn outro song in all the podcasting business. Take it away, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, we give our cats Ruby and Ripley a treat. We are on Twitter at RockStrikes10, and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have RockStrikes10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. 
Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going all the way back to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out some of these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. And the I Am Vinyl Podcast with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. We also highly recommend that you check out our good friend Mark Striegel, who can now be heard exclusively on SiriusXM as part of Ozzy's Boneyard and Hair Nation. Last, but certainly not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent ya. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun. Game show is brought to you by Christ. I can't find it. The hell with it.